Welcome to the fit to talk podcast. You are listening to a guest episode during which we discuss the realities of a career in the performing arts with people who are fit to talk about them. Yes. And if you like what we do, please leave us a review. Uh, or, or as possible, like, <laughs> click that follow button. Also, if you like our meaningful, helpful and accurate information, then you might want to be coached by us. Honestly, we do take it more seriously than this. <laughs> yes, um, in it's which not case, pure chaos like this. <laughs> fit to, we should explain. We, uh, um, I normally get these wrong, but that's the only time I think you've got yeah, it wrong. because I started off by laughing. Yeah. I, I made myself laugh before I even started the intro. So, so yeah. um, fit to perform is probably for you. If you want to level up your game... Boop, boop. Then that's the one. That was my level up sound. Uh, yeah, you can find out more information about that on our website, fit-2.co.uk, or just chat to us on Instagram. We love a chat. Indeed we do. Now, moving on, we have an incredible guest for you today. Oh, by golly gosh, do we? Yes. Yes, let me tell you about our guest today. So our, our guest today is currently starring as Mrs. Doubtfire in the London production of Mrs. Doubtfire, mm. the musical. Uh, his previous credits include Little Miss Sunshine, Promises, Promises, Once, Chariots of Fire, Lacajo Fall, Little Night Music, Cabaret, and he was also in the original cast of Avenue Q. Yes, so many things. So many things. Uh, yeah, what what a gent too. Um, what a mind he has. It's a uh, it's a glorious thing, and yeah. so much experience and a wealth of talent. It's um, it's a lovely, lovely chat. It's a lovely chat, and it's fascinating just talking to him about the, just the demands of a show like Doubtfire. Like, yeah, what a wild part to be playing, and. Yeah, and like, how do you deal with that? How do you prepare for that? And, I didn't get a yeah. chance to do my Mrs. Doubtfire impression for him. No, you didn't. So you, we'll do it now. Yeah, do it now. Please enjoy the wonderful Gabriel Vick. It's to talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to keep the temperatures down if I'm wearing basically a piece of sack with another piece of sack on top of it. Yes. And then some padding in between the sacks. Yeah, quite a bit of padding, right? Yes. And it's it's pretty hot backstage in that theatre anyway, isn't it? So uh, Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like, I've got like, you know, two rooms, uh, sort of adjacent um, dressing rooms, and it's just, I don't know what it is, but it, I mean, I'm looking forward to winter, put it that way. <laughs> but, uh, I've got loads of questions about that, but um, before we start, one of the things that we do with all our guests is ask them if they would be willing to try and tell us a lie you already done it. Recording. <laughs> I'm not even warm. No, 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 no. Straight in. I've got something planned. Fantastic. Oh, I like that. Uh, when it gets to the end, we will um, tell you not to tell us if you've succeeded in lying or not, and we'll try and guess what we think the lie was. Lots okay. of people forget to do it. So most, most people, most people, yeah, yeah, most people might have just tipped over into the most category. Uh, so no worries if not. But jumping back to that, right? I've had the. Uh, pleasure let's say of of wearing padding for trunchbull and i was an understudy for that oh. so uh, it wasn't all the time and it was unbelievably hot and then just got hotter through the show because you're sweating into it and uh, it also gets heavier now obviously you change like a hundred times in mrs doubtfire right 28 20 <laughs> just you're just like, a small it's not 28, 100, it's <laughs> 28. that's like more changes than i think i've ever done in a show is that like and uh, this like Herculean task that's part of the piece. I think that might be easier what I've got than what you're saying. If you do you stay in Trunchbull and you stay in that the whole show. Yeah. I think I get moments of relief, to be honest. You know, I mean, I think the longest I'm actually in it is about 16 minutes. Oof. Um, 
God, that sounds so precise. I don't actually know. <laughs> I've timed it. 16.21 minutes. But, but it gets to a point in Act 2 where I've, I've got a, the, the, the end of those sort of 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, I'm, I'm sort of sitting with Laura, lovely Laura Tabot, and she is singing a ballad, and I'm just sweating into <laughs> And I know my next line's going, I can feel bits of sweat on the top lip, going, oh, God, I'm just going to cover her in a second. <laughs> and it's a really sensitive moment. That, that's as bad as it gets. So actually, it's not so bad. I mean, I've got to jump back into it in Act 2 at one point, and it's, it's a wet one. It's like a, oh, it's like, oh. Putting, in your, it's like putting in your swimming trunks. You know, oh, keep it in, and you're cold. You're like, oh, God. And then that subsides after about five seconds. You're like, all right, get on with it. You're back on. Yeah, I've got stuff to do, and there's people looking at me. But... I do, I do find that like people watching have no idea that that's just happened. That you're like, yeah, I'm deeply uncomfortable right now. Most of the <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. And people are like, oh, you're not sweating at all. It's amazing. I'm like, what row were you on? Yeah, <laughs> you must not be in the splash zone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's incredible. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm back down to my Daniel costume, back down to man, and. Uh, <laughs> Even my contact lenses are misting up. I'm like, what is going on? And I, you know, I have just about enough time to grab like an Andy Murray towel, you know, yeah. a, a tennis towel, nice. and then I sort of stroke the water bottle at one point. Yeah. Go, oh, we'll be together again soon. We're so close. Yeah, because they posted on the show's Instagram of a, a particular quick change that you you do. They'd filmed it. You oh, seen that? I, I don't know which one it was. It's a it's a pretty rapid change. I think it's a full. Is it into a pink outfit? I don't remember. I think it was no. Well, the, is it the it restaurant was... scene? I mean, the restaurant scene is there's, there's several oh, and on stage costume changes. Oh as well. yeah, just like... to help out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> part of it. <laughs> then I'm just down to my pants. <laughs> yeah. And if anything goes wrong, it's like, oh no. I'm actually coming to see you in a few weeks, so I'm I'm super excited. Oh great! Oh right. Um, you'll so... see. You'll you'll know all that. I'm going to give away everything, and then you'll be like, "Yeah, I know how that works." Yeah, ah, yeah. Laura, Laura's already told me. So, it's... <laughs> and I've watched it; and it's fantastic. So, yeah. oh, I have yeah. seen it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, it's so yeah. incredible. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. Reviews right. are in. There you go. Reviews yeah. are in. The official fit. It'd be so much fun. Imagine we were like, "I didn't enjoy it." Actually, yeah. yeah well, you'd <laughs> be like, "Entitled your opinions." Yeah, like, get out of Guardian reader, strong star, <laughs> and I'm muting you. Was this the first job you? got after COVID then? Because you did the, the one up north, didn't you? Kind of. I mean, there's been bits and bobs. I mean, what do you mean by job? You know, I mean, job is just existing, isn't it? At some yeah, point, yeah. you know, we've got to do online conferencing at one point. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah I did I did a yeah, pretty, pretty small gig, I think summer of 21. And then, yeah, this has been the main thing. But I, I just missed out on, oh, What's this show? God, is it Waitress? Ah. A fantastic part in Waitress, Dr. Pometer. Mm. And, and and it was down to last two, and I thought, right, okay, you know, it's been a dreadful year for everyone, but I think this is my part. You know, I think, I think I, you know, I've got what, what it takes. And then um, they gave it to Matt from Busted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, that point, you know, what's that, 21, end of 20, end of 2020, I think. I just thought, well, is that it? Yeah. I mean, at, how, I mean, I, I don't know how many people have quit through the pandemic, but mm. my God, I was close. You know, I, I, I just thought, well, what am I getting out of this? Uh, you know, you can't see a future. It was, it was really, really difficult. But I hope I'm a story of, uh, for some people, of hope, um, because you know, sometimes there is a part just waiting out there that, that is exactly your skill set, and that, yeah. that's what I've been lucky enough to get here. It's so, it's such a massive part too. But that that exact sequence, we hear that more and more, right? And it's happened to me. 
I, I, you, you can definitely attest to this too, yeah. where you go, I'm in the finals, it's between me and somebody else. And if they just told you, if they said, by the way, just so you know, the other person is a celebrity, you'd go, okay. I'm not turning up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I, I get the choice that the producers are making, and more often than not now, the you know, you'd understand. You go, right, okay, I, I might not get my hopes up quite so far because it's, it's not a, somebody else in your scenario. It's not, it's not a quite perfectly even playing field in that sense. They're mm. bringing something different to the table than you are at that point. Like, does that weigh on you at all? Like, it definitely weighs on me. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I've been on the other side. I, mean, I haven't produced a lot of shows, but having, I've written a show and I, and I have, you know, done bare bones producing and I'm a bit more sympathetic to it. I imagine Waitress, the tour, made more money out of Matt Absolutely. being in it than me being in it. Um, so I'm, I'm a realist in that way. But, you know, it can be infuriating. What's great about this is that they they put that aside Ooh. and they went, okay, who is who is the best person for this? And I think they did have a choice of celebrities. Um, uh, and and it, it just it, I just happened to have that that right skill set and energy that was required. So I hope maybe I, you know I won't have to battle that so much now. I mean I haven't had it that much that, that a celebrity you know beaten me to a role if you like. So, yeah, I'm not too, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. No, it's okay. <laughs> I feel like um, it's not that I think it's unreasonable. I, I, I completely agree. I think it's, if I was producing a show and you go, well, these two people can do the job, but this one's got 100,000 fans mm. that will probably come, who won't come otherwise. You go, oh, well, that's the decision you might make in, in that point if you don't think that the show's going to be different. So I, I just wonder, that's, that feels to me like a lot of where a huge chunk of the industry has, has sort of travelled to. Yeah, and what's great about Mrs. Doubtfire, she's already the celebrity. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I've done some promo, and I, I, you know, I'm literally dressed as an old granny on a bus. Yeah. People seem to recognise <laughs> it. Like, that iconic haircut, maybe, the, the, the way the hair is. But I'm like, it's literally just someone in a plaid skirt and a sweater yeah just yeah. waving <laughs> people, people seem to recognize it so it was like being you know uh, something approaching royalty for a day it was so funny so yeah. that that's great they didn't need yeah um you know a, a celebrity in it um i was about to say harry styles he'd never do it but <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't need it uh but you know what I mean? It, it didn't require that. So it, that, that, was, that was really, really lucky. She's sort of an, aut an automatic sort of um, fan base, if you like, even though it has been 30 years. I mean, I was just amazed. And I suppose the people who are buying tickets are the ones who grew up with the movie, mm. yeah. you know, where they were my age, you know, 10, 13, watching the movie. Now they've got kids. Oh, what a great thing to take kids to. And now it is uh, more family orientated than the film because I watched the film back a few times obviously and I was like oh, this is quite blue isn't it uh, <laughs> some of the stuff in the restaurant is so naughty yeah, yeah, it's yeah there's so quite much. a lot of sex aid jokes uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is very funny the, the yeah that's right yeah. yeah I mean there's <laughs> I think we did try and put it in the show but yeah something <laughs> alluding to having a vibrator and he just one of his ad libs uh, I hope it's an ad lib he's meant surprise she hasn't chipped a tooth Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's outrageous thing to say. Um, I actually watched it really recently. It was on it was on TV and I was like, it's one of those films I can't sort of turn off. I'm like, ah, okay, I'm, I'm watching this yeah. now. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. It's iconic. Well, my kids couldn't get into it. They, really? They, I mean, it takes it, the pacing of older films is interesting now. You know, it it takes about half an hour for them to get divorced, and it's a two yeah. hour over two hour film. The musical takes about seven minutes. We're like, right, get on with it. <laughs> get Laura out of the way. <laughs> Shut the ring off. Yeah. And let's get to the meet. You know, let's get let's meet her as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, I think that pacing is better because my kids didn't. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they, they 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 didn't finish it. Wow. Um, and I was like, and uh, even the bit with the pie in the face, I was like, huh? Looking at them for a reaction, huh? And they're like, nothing, nothing. It's like, oh, geez. That's the worst Come crowd on. ever, right? Yeah. If you're doing stand-up, you're like, really? Go on. Well, your own family, yeah. Uh, I've got a confession to make. You, I've, ne- I've never done this on the podcast oh, as well. Oh, I'm intrigued. I uh, first came across you uh, as I went to drama school. And uh, it's because of a song that you sang, and it was on YouTube at the time in 2007. <gasps> oh, God, I love that song. I know which one you mean. Called The Sensitive, Sensitive song. song. Which is the Legally Blonde team, isn't it? Yes, uh, from Cops. And I, it's this song, right? And I watched, uh, I, I was asked to sing it at a cabaret. I'd never heard of this thing. And I was like, what the hell? And they gave me your video of you singing that at this thing. And, um, and then I watched it and learnt it from that with the sheet music. And so ever since then, <laughs> I'm sort of, I don't know who you are. And uh, if anyone doesn't know that song, which will be the majority of people, <laughs> want to tell us a little bit about it. Oh, God, that was the only song to sing, like, in about 2005. My friend Nick sang it at drama school. He got it in, like, the agent showcase. So I... But, you know, we all knew it was great because it's sort of, you know, a misleading song where you think it's a love song and then it's all about him dumping this girl because he's found someone better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and the tagline is, that's why I'm dumping you, bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and, and it's, it's very, very irreverent and, and you know, got key changes and it, it, it's just ludicrous. But, there's yeah, there's loads of fun you can have with it. And I was doing Avenue Q at the time, so, I you know, I found that, um, you know, I thought it really fitted in with that kind of irreverent, yeah, uh, quite spiky humour. Favourite line of that song? I'm sorry she's your sister, but you're still a skanky whore. That's yeah. it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. And there's, I found the sweeter you could sing it, the better. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, the sweeter you sing skanky whore. Yeah, it's funny what it, is. <laughs> it is like now, obviously, you might, if somebody wrote that now, you might go, oh, I'm not sure. But that, like, it's not offensive. It's just irreverent, in the, as you say. And um yeah, very, very, very funny. So, yes, that's how I first ever <laughs> heard of you. <laughs> and since then, followed. Yeah, you just said your original cast of Avenue Q, right? That was, uh, well, we both saw that. Yes, we did. Um, I was at Swing then, yeah. And I was, you know, 23, just out of college and really excited. And I, I couldn't, you know, and the, the writers, they were saying, oh, yeah, we're working with Trey Parker and Matt Stone on this show about Mormons. I was like, wow, wow, this, all, you know, this is just fantastic. Um, so London was my oyster, you know, but... If we're here to talk about fitness, fitness was not part of it at that point. It was all M&Ms and drinking till all hours and uh, <laughs> just partying and eating before the show, having a three-course meal before I got to the theatre to sit on my bum, you know. I just had a wonderful, wonderful time, uh, you know, and, um, <laughs> yeah, it was more about uh, hedonism than anything else. <laughs> but, yeah, very exciting to be part of, you know, this brand-new show coming in and Wicked was in there and Spamalot was coming out. God, it was... It was great. I, I watched It's a Sin recently. I, I know it's a completely different sort of um, sort of uh, a setup, but it, it certainly felt like that same wide-eyed. London is this new playground, and I'm going to go and play in it and enjoy yeah. myself. And that's certainly how it felt. Uh, much like the character Princeton, you know, he's mm. just like learning about life, and I, it was exactly that. So 
yeah, it was very, very exciting. I love that. That's a, that was exactly my experience, right? Because you're you're from basically from London, yeah. And, and I was coming from a small town outside Cardiff and went to went to London and, and uh, I, I ended up in the same sounds like a very similar place to you, which was essentially going, "Wow, this is awesome!" and uh, "What can I eat and drink?" and "And what can I find to do?" and uh, it was fantastic. And at the same time, you go, "Maybe this isn't the most healthy thing I'm doing," <laughs> but it was brilliant. Like yeah. when you were doing that show then, so you were at a swing on it and you're going, well, you, could, did you feel like you could go out and party all the time? Because you could. Well, I mean, I have a story about that. So I, I, I did. I was, I was dating the leading lady, uh, Julie, and uh, I, shouldn't, I, should, I, know, I shouldn't mention it. What I will say is- We can look, cut I, it afterwards if you want to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what I will say is when, so I went out on the weekend as a swing and then on Sunday, kept the party going. I was drinking, but I knew I was on as the lead role. And on Monday, I went in, and eh, it was a little hoarse, my voice. And, of course, Cameron McIntosh watched the show. And Just your I, luck, yeah. <laughs> I really didn't do myself any favours there because he came back and he said, you're a great actor, but you need to, you know, your voice needs work. Yeah. And that's because I was absolutely, you know, knackered it out. Yeah, I really yeah. regretted that because you never know. He's especially someone who can just turn up. I've heard another... Uh, I'm not sure. You know, one of these, the, the rumor about the woman in the in the mouse trap oh, that, escaping. But yeah, this, this, yeah. one, this one was about a guy story. who was always trying to get his same train at night. Yeah, he, right. he would not do the curtain call. Yeah, and then it's one rough. night he was going down the staircase, and Cameron was there and saw him and fired him on the spot. Again, I don't know if that's true, but you know, it's one of those. Like, make sure you stay for the curtain call. I mean, I think yeah. But on the plus side, if Cameron saw you again during that run, he's like, that guy's really taken my advice. <laughs> He has worked yeah, on his voice. Look at it now. All right. <laughs> he's there going, I just give people advice and they just flourish. <laughs> oh, maybe you you created Cameron Bagatosh now. From that moment, he truly believed that he could. He could I really. Have the power. Yeah, he's literally just walking around like, you have some advice. You have some advice. Well, it's not some people are worth listening to, and yeah. uh, he's probably one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well, he doesn't doesn't have much to say in the nah, industry. Nah. He only owns what, like half the theatres. It's not enough. It's not, it's enough. not enough in my book. Yeah, how many is how many counts as a monopoly? I don't actually know. What actually qualifies? I suppose <laughs> it's got to be like over sixty percent, surely. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, whether Cameron McIntosh has a theatre <laughs> monopoly is, is that's both not the other. debate. Uh, how how long did that sort of um, feeling last for? Then that sort of uh, London's my oyster hedonism. Let's just go nuts and enjoy it. <laughs> Till now, it's still about, going. About, about two years. I mean, I did. I was lucky, and I was maybe got a little bit complacent. I, I, I leapt from job to job. I was then. I went into cabaret, and then, and I was like, it's, I had my hair um, bleached blonde, and I was playing the trumpet. And I remember this dresser sort of summed up the job. It came into my knocked on my dresser and went, "Gabe, you swat stickers on your music stand." <laughs> so, well, thank you. You're like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was used to it by then. So, I, but but yeah, I, I could get away with it and then sing this beautiful the sun on the meadow, his summer uh, and 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 just pop that out every night and and still party. And then I got this part in Dickens Unplugged, which was a, a like the reduced Shakespeare company, but for for Dickens. Mm. And I thought, well, I've made it. You know, I was like, I was Dickens. I was on the poster. We were going into the comedy theater, which is now. Uh, the Pinter. The Pinter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pinter. That's the name. We That's were, yeah, we were, it was like two days ago, we were talking, yesterday we were trying to go, what was that theatre yeah, called? Pinter before? it was not. 
comedy, um, comedy. There you go. That's that's what yeah. it is. Thank you. You've well, just obviously, the, obviously the, <laughs> yeah. the audience didn't agree because we lasted five weeks. Uh, uh, you know, and I, 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 you know, I thought that was that was me made then. Uh, so around about that time, I was, you know, I sort of cleaned up my act a bit, and then I got little night music at the end of that, two thousand eight, and that was a huge, a huge job. And I, I, I just weirdly focused. I, I thanks, I'd really like to do as a small partner in 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 in. in uh, Sondheim show and it just landed I, I don't know how that happened but um, that was a great gig because most of that cast have gone on you know they're all greats um, and John Addison was in it as well yeah. and I, you know, I saw John not long ago um, but you know Jesse Buckley Hanny, Hannah Waddingham you know Kaiser's now a p- pilot in <laughs> Hijack with, with, with Idris Elba yeah. you know Maureen Lippmann it, there was just some fantastic people some people we've never heard of really. yeah, yeah just some small names <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> just, a, just like not an incredibly famous lineup now. Uh, so then, yeah, and then it, yeah, it, I don't know. It sort of seemed to dip after that, and I, I just, um, I don't know what happened really. Um, I was sort of felt like I was on a trajectory, and then it, it kind of stalled for a few years, and and I had some nice jobs, but um, never the break that I was looking for. I remember auditioning for Sunny Afternoon, being really. Frustrated, I was like, I want to be Ray Davis. I'm like, I'm not Ray Davis. I'm no, there's no way I'm the casting type. But you know, I remember that feeling of frustration in 2015. I'd seen peers and friends getting Olivier awards, you know, and and and, and getting these parts, and just thinking, oh, you know, that there was a lot of frustration back then. And, and you know, I spent God, I went to Tottenham and just found this recording studio like this, just belting into it, belting, 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 trying to get my voice better. You know, just working so hard and, and like beating my head against the wall, really. Um, to no real avail. <laughs> I, I don't know what the story, the moral of that story is. I worked, I worked, and it made no difference. But the, the, I suppose, do you look back at that now and go, well, it did make a difference because of where you are now, or do you still feel like it, that's not the case? I think I was trying to be something I wasn't. Okay. But, you know, I'm not a pop belter. I'm not, I just got to accept that. And I think that, you know, that that's one of those things. I just had to um, come to that realisation and accept it. And then and then reassess what you know what my skill set was. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm just lucky that that skill set has translated into this part. I mean, I, don't, I honestly don't know where I'd be if I hadn't got Doubtfire. Um, you know, I really don't. Would that do you think? Because you mentioned before, actually, that you know that COVID time ended up being a little a little darker than than we would have liked. Um, but then you go, oh, if I didn't have Doubtfire, do you think you would have? still stuck it out and audition or do you think perhaps uh, you, you might have looked elsewhere you said you mentioned conferencing earlier on but yeah <laughs> it wasn't enticing um, actually just shortly before Doubtfire I did look at my skill set and reassess again um, quite in, a, in quite a formal way I used a life coach and they they helped me just distill my character and like who I am and what do I? What do I? What kind of world do I want to live in? How do I contribute to that vision? So these are all exercises that I did, and you know, I went with it, and actually, I came out largely the same place to where I was, and I started to write a show about self help, which was a comedy show, and it was me on a keyboard, and I've got like 40, thirty minutes, forty minutes of it written, and it really made me chuckle, and then Doubtfire audition landed on my lap, so. But it, it, I don't know, it, it just woke something up in me, that, that playfulness, that experimentalness. So when I auditioned for Doubtfire, I had all the, the confidence to, to try these voices. So they, they had put four voices on the, 
on the audition sheet, you know, do Yoda, do Borat, do um, Trump and someone, something else. And I went, right, well, I'm just going to hit them with as many voices as I've got. Because, <laughs> you know, I love it and it's funny. And so I started doing all sketches based on the, on these impressions and, and they loved that and they could see the playfulness of it. And that was exactly what the character is like. It just goes off on in a direction. That's how the show starts now mm. is with lots of different voices. So, yeah, I don't know whether that, that work just helped me, helped me, put me back onto that that track really otherwise i'd be in yeah i'd probably be in the vaults or doing something with a keyboard something pretty wacky uh, <laughs> and, then, and then and then i saw alan partridge you know um steve coogan did oh st- stratagem which was basically the same show and i was like oh damn but he's got you know 20 years of experience on top of that and, yeah. and it was really funny because again it was about self-help and, and how it's all um you know, you can get uh, yourself in a right twist with it all. Because he basically ousted it all at the end. You know, he says, I don't know, it's just made up. Yeah. <laughs> Start a gem. You know, it's just like, you know, he just uses anagrams from it and stuff. But, that, you know, that's in front of 16,000 people in, in the O2, you know. But <laughs> I don't know. I thought I had something different. And I, I might still go back to it. I don't know. You know, there's there's a freedom that comes with, now the confidence as well that comes with that, with, with this role. It's like, okay, I could try something. Mm. And, and it's my own voice. Mm. Um, so, yeah, good question. But, yeah, that's probably where you'd find me. I'm excited by that because, uh, one, we, we're huge proponents of things like life coaches, mindset coach, and uh, therapists, etc. everything, whatever whatever works for people. And uh, life coach, so I've just got a life coach qualification, so I'm qualified now. Uh, but it's one of those things that people often haven't heard of or don't know what they do. So to hear your story of how that was useful for you and relevant to our industry and actually managed to reframe that for you and go, oh, here's what I can provide and, and what I do really well or what I, the world I want to live in, as you said. You're like, I think that's really inspiring. I found that more positive. I, I'd done a lot of therapy and, mm. I, and I would use a therapist again, not, and very recently I used one, but I did find it quite retrospective and trying to learn from the past. And, and, and I, did, I did a lot, so I didn't want to you know, keep dragging things up. I thought, okay, I want to look at the future and what what do I want so that I can I can move on and away, having you know whilst learning from whatever my baggage particular baggage is, you know what do I actually want to do? So I found it quite a positive experience in terms of um, you know how to change your life for the future. So yeah, I, I'd be a, a an advocate of it. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Thank you very much. Yes, I need to. I need to. They, they, actually, they emailed me my certificate. I, I, would have had to, I would have had to pay money to get them to actually send me the, the real actual one. And I was like, I'm not sure. doing that. So, so <laughs> I just print that out. No, yeah. you are. You know, you're like, when you get normal qualifications, I'm like, oh, I'll pay for that. But now I'm like, nah, I don't need, I don't need the paper thing. <laughs> what time to be alive? Just printing out qualifications. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you still got to get it. <laughs> like, it was legit. It's not like just one I made up on Photoshop. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, you are now a life coach print <laughs> I feel like we should get like random qualifications and put them up all over the uh the sack wall <laughs> but, uh, that would be great if we just had so many different qualifications fake ones or fake one. ones oh fake ones okay 100 fake ones okay should we have awards that the podcast has won 100 percent. yeah yeah <laughs> with the actual trophies i want trophies on this desk i feel like i could do that yeah, yeah fine okay i'm kind of i want to lean into this and maybe we'll <laughs> we'll get you to present the award, Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> the end of it. You can present us. <laughs> Sorry, move those trophies out of the way. <laughs> the, um, this is a, a weird segue, but you mentioned baggage from previous, but we haven't even talked about where you're from or where you grew up. So hit us with that. Where did where did this all begin? 
Uh, I was about to be very inappropriate and say I was in war. I came from war torn Bath in the West Country. <laughs> that's uh, not very inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. But you're allowed to swear on this podcast too, so that's based on some other episodes. I think so I'd prefer to swear than insult <laughs> other people who've actually been in a war torn country. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm from the West Country, from Bath, and I was. Uh, a chorister when I was young, when I was 11, I went and auditioned. My mum spotted my uh, my talent back then. I'd been in Oliver just before that at school and she could hear that I could sing. So I went there and the choir master was like, yeah, I'd love to have you in my choir. But 11 is quite old. Like You're nearly going to lose your voice yeah. soon. So I did two or three years there. I was so proud of it. I absolutely loved it. And um yeah, I was quite a proud Christian, actually. It was probably a bit pompous. But um, it, it that was the start of eight shows a week, if you like, because it was, I can't remember, mon- Monday to Sunday. You know, you do every day apart from one. Yeah. Um, and it, But it was in church. No one clapped afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Finish a great number, a wonderful annual day or whatever it is, then everyone's like, yeah, yeah let's move on. And silence. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> So that was that was a lot of my singing training. That's how I learned how to sight read and 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 got you know really good musical training. And then through my through my youth, I, I went back to Bath. They chucked me out of Wells when I was when I lost my, when I not lost my voice, but you know when my voice broke and I wasn't talented enough to get another scholarship because they half the fees like there when you're in the choir. Um, but then I was quite a an average student at Wells. I mean, they're all amazing musicians there it's, you know they will get beaten at rugby you know almost <laughs> to harm their their fingers so, yeah. uh, so then I went to uh, I went back to school in Bath and then on to Oxford and I Oxford University I mean I really wanted to be an actor from 11 I used to go around the house pretending to be more Macaulay Culkin and I told my mum then I said I want to go to drama school were you laying traps for your mum <laughs> yeah, yeah that might have that might have swayed her actually. she's like, like you go off off you go she's like, Please stop leave. with the cling film and the yeah. freaking maple syrup <laughs> every postman that comes around here hates you stop it's so dangerous <laughs> yeah the blowtorch on her head was really, really, maybe a bit far so then you you got into famous Oxford what were you studying yeah, there I, was, I, I didn't want to do music because I heard it was going to be quite dull and I was going to sing in the choirs there you see uh, and that's quite it was quite a serious job there so I, I wanted to do something that was really interesting so I did psychology and philosophy uh, philosophy is really hard but psychology was fun because it was like people um, right yeah yeah well it was just a new science and you could you, you know it was, you know everything they, they were doing research about mobile phones at the time and, and driving mm. I thought oh god this is really relevant and really it, really up to date and then philosophy was like the British empiricists of the 1800s, what did they believe happened? And, I, and by the way, there's one buried right by you where you sing. I was like, oh my God, they are. But I, I mean, I, I found Oxford quite a struggle because I, you know, I didn't, it was very academic and it was all over really quick, like in terms of eight weeks or something. Oh, wow. Uh, and I was singing the whole time and then I would, I would want to go out partying. It's like Tuesday night, I want to go clubbing or um, I joined the football team. Uh, the thirds football team and it got so bad I mean I was like shouting pass pass me pass and I was losing my voice and uh, it got to the point my, the choir master was so strict he was absolutely terrifying and I mean he used to like stop the choir and go what are you doing Mr Vic like, in front of the boys like there's like 12 year old boys he's like what are you doing Mr Vic you know you should be checking the music before you come in here and not just guessing and it got to the point once it was so he knew I was playing football 
And he came to the pitch and he said, <laughs> I was like shouting my head off, like kicking the ball was like, I just like lobbed this thing into the, you know, off the pitch uh, for a free kick or something. And he, uh, he was standing there and he just goes, Mr. Vic, don't you think you should be in church? Oh, I was like, oh my god! So I, I left. I left the football field. Wow! Because he, because I was like, because he knew I was losing my voice, and he just he completely busted me. So yeah, it was a pretty intense experience. Um, and but over time, I started to do loads of shows at Oxford, and I started to meet much more lefty people, and I found my found my people, and he got more lenient, and he let me. He started to let me leave the choir and not be there the whole time because he, you know, he was very, very serious about it all. Um, and that was my happy place. And then I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I auditioned for the Academy, the Royal Academy of Music. I didn't want to spend any longer training. I don't want to do three years. I'd already done three years plus a gap year teaching at Portsmouth Grammar School. So I was like, I want to get on with this. Uh, and it's the same course Laura did, same course John Addison did, you know, really, really well well run and it was the one to go to so yeah I didn't look back really got into that I've still got friends for life from that course and it was only nine months yeah um, but yeah I've got more friends from that year than I probably have from the entire university sometimes you get these groups right where just with that teaching staff at that moment in time in that place and the collection of people where they sort of just capture some fire in a bottle in that moment and then you look at you know that whole group of people and you're like wow they're the that created an environment for a whole bunch of people to flourish because uh from that year with laura like i know a fair few of those those people that were with you and and yeah not only are they all fantastic singers it's preposterous but like the level of success you know it's surely not possible that the years below and above you have you weren't there you were there i wasn't there i wasn't there no no uh, you're like, have I forgotten you? No, <laughs> uh, uh, no. It, it, I do feel a little similarity with that, with the year at the drama school I went to, I went to Central and there were 15 of us. And um, realistically with that, that group of people compared to, not that you should compare, but compared to the group above for three or four years and below for three or four years, the success rate of that bunch was just remarkable. And it was, it had this crossover of staff in that moment where we had like this huge influx and, and this wonderful, uh, lots and lots of wonderful information. Mm. And then a whole bunch left and, and a whole new bunch took over. And I don't know whether it it's because of that or because of the group of people that were there, but you know, something worked for that time to result in the outcome that they've had with a bunch of people in Hollywood. And uh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Like, I spoke to a friend of mine, she went to Lambda after she did Oxford because we're kind of contemporaries and she did another three years. And I said, you know, was it worth it? What did, what did you learn? She was like, to be honest, she said, I don't think many people got much better at acting in the wow. th whole three years. Ooh. She said, you know, you, you can either do it or you can't. I was like, gosh, I've been thinking about that this summer because I was like, you know, how much have I actually, there's lots of technical things I've learned and how to get through the show and things like that. But in terms of really how do I emote I don't know how much I've actually learned. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's terrifying as well. <laughs> it's like, can you get better? You know, because we're quite snooty in this country about going to classes after you've trained. Like, you know, I've never been to the Actors Centre more than a couple of times. Mm. And it's odd, isn't it? Like, British people, we don't, like, it, people go to dance class, but, like, dancers are, are sort of, yeah. they're like, you should keep practising this. And in America, they're fantastic at going to acting classes and keeping up their practice. And Neil, as you said, we're a bit snooty, but, like, Oh, I don't need that. I've learned. I've, I already know. 
<laughs> or I don't know how to do it, or, you know, whether, yeah. or whether it'll make a difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was watching the cogs turn there. I think I've always been quite confused by, like, acting classes kind of outside of college. And I go, I, well, I, I've always gone, I don't want to be, like, found out that I'm an absolute fraud. I don't want to go to this class and everyone be like, this guy is terrible. How is he working? And I'm like, did 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 off I go. Yeah. Like, yeah, the gen. The, I think for me, the fear is genuine, and this, I have fear about like going to dance class. And I go, I don't want to be found out. I don't want to be the the one they go. Oh, he's terrible. That and I think that says more about me than I, anything. But I, yeah. I'm a terrible dancer, and I have no trouble going to a dance class because I know I'll be terrible. So, <laughs> so it's okay, you know, like. There's no pressure. There's no like, expectation. Like I can just go be terrible. It's yeah, fantastic. Like, I'm going to be the worst there, so I'm definitely going to probably get the most out of it. <laughs> like, of those people. Yeah. I think it's different now as well, particularly like when loads of dance classes are filmed. And I think that's the, way, that's the one Who's for me. Who's filming dance classes? Oh, Everyone. all dance classes are filmed now. And Why? It's, it, I don't, Instagram. It's for Instagram. TikTok. It's just, yeah. It's terrifying. I, know, film, I hate it. They film the routine at the end. Always. Do you mean? But even now, sometimes I have this, uh, I find this really an interesting development with rehearsals for a show. You know, like they'll, um, mm. they'll film now a section of rehearsals in order to, to promote the show or they'll get you to do a number in the rehearsal room or whatever it yeah. might be. And you're like, I'm still, I haven't figured this out yet. Like this is part of my process. Like I'm meant to be ready to do this by opening night. Mm. And, and you're asking yeah. me to do this on day four. And it's going straight on YouTube. And you're like, Ooh. and it's going to exist forever. I'm like, I, I, you know, there's only so much work you can do in advance until a director goes, yeah, I actually want you to do it completely different to what you've prepped. And you're like, uh-huh, cool, cool, cool. As a, as a tool, I think videoing is fantastic. You know, I videoed myself a lot auditioning for Doubtfire. I watched it back and back, and I looked at what I was doing, how I was delivering it, what was funny, what wasn't, and I, you know, I would change it. Same with rehearsals. We did video a lot, but it was for our own use so that yeah. we could get better. I guess when they're putting it out, they, they know it's not terrible. But, yeah, it, it's a bit strange. I mean, I think the 10 years between me and the next generation in our, my cast, you know, it's just it's a slightly different world. They all know how to work. You know, I feel like a grandpa on Instagram. I really don't know how to work the damn thing. Uh, you know, Twitter's suspended me for no good reason. Someone hacked my account and they said, you've been evading suspension. I'm like, what are you talking about? How, <laughs> how do I evade suspension? There are reason for suspending me is to evade, because I've been evading suspension. I'm like, but you've suspended me. This so, uh, no seems very circular. Yeah. Well, anyway, I've given up on it anyway, because I don't yeah. find it particularly... It's not that healthy anymore, is it? And Elon Musk's being a bit of an idiot about it also. Yeah. Not Agreed. even called Twitter anymore, is no. it? So I'm on Instagram. 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 Yes, yes. Yes, Mrs. D calls it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm learning about that. But, yeah, it's interesting how much people are, are, are taking pictures, videoing, doing memes, you know, funny little bits and things. I think, God, is this, is this life now, is it? Because, I, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a foreign language to me. Yeah. I definitely feel like that with TikTok because I feel like a lot of the stuff that you're describing, like when people film like a 20 second thing and then they put it on TikTok, but they'll do it with like some audio from some other thing or, or on it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how or why this happened. And when I see the other one, I'm like, that's funny. But, but I, one, I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't know how to make it on TikTok. This is outing myself as a really <laughs> terrible on social media too. But like Instagram, I can kind of get because I'm like, it's a picture or a video of something, usually, usually pretty, 
pretty clearly direct. And but TikTok is like a new level of editing or manipulation. I, I yeah. spent an afternoon on TikTok just going, okay, what is what are people doing? And yeah, like you said, it's very much it's never their own voice. They're yeah. always kind of lip syncing to something, whether it's dialogue or a song. And they'll be doing a, a menial task or they'll be doing something that's, you know, a magic trick or something. And then there'll be a twist at the end and it's over. Yeah. That was kind of the formula. The formula yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I, do I want to be spending my life doing this? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, but obviously, you know, there's everyone's, everyone's, a lot of young kids are doing it, but um, it's not for me at the moment. Yeah. We'll see. Anyone listening to this now is like, God, those guys are old. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And we are. Yeah, well, we are. <laughs> TikTok is, somebody described this on the podcast I was listening to, said that TikTok is essentially like the new Google in that everybody goes on there to find out information. You go, oh, how do I change a light bulb? How do I change a light bulb? TikTok is the best place to go for this kind of stuff. What? what yeah. like life hacks. Life hacks. Anything to do, yeah, life. any kind of life hacks, any kind of instructions. Apparently, like, it's not YouTube. Way, you know, way no. superior to the YouTube. And because at the end of the day, like if you think about a YouTube video, if you go, uh, how do I change the battery in my car? Yeah. I don't know. Rogue choice. Uh, Good luck. It'll be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my electric car. This is going to be a struggle. Uh, it, it, t- it takes like a 10 minute video. TikTok, it's going to be like 60 seconds long, but it's going to have the same amount of information. It's <laughs> like people, people are like these, all these tech podcasts and tech magazines are like, yeah. TikTok is the future of Google. It's like the new search engine. Wow. So yeah. I refuse to accept it. So do I. (laughs) I will stick to the old ways. (laughs) I I learned cello, you know, from YouTube, like in 2008. I thought I was being very down with the kids. But then I was in my 20s. Uh, you know, so that's, it's a, it's a brilliant tool, but yeah, isn't TikTok just, just sort of superficial and daft? I mean, I, the actual useful life hacks. I don't even believe anything I see on there anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. People are very clever. There's that one with the counters and they're all red and yeah. yellow and they're different colors and then they settle in the right place. Um, and you can, people are like, you know, it's just been doctored. I, I'm not sure what to believe here. I yeah. guess the whole point is just to be amused. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that is the, the chemical thing, right? That's the reason the short form content is so popular is because we get a, we literally get a hit from, from that thing. And then after that period of time, it's done. There's a reason stories on Instagram were 15 seconds long mm. a period of time. So you get that little hit, you go by being sort of titillated for a moment and then immediately onto the next, because we're constantly stimulated in that way. It learns how to keep you watching. It also learns what you stop watching and stops showing you it. So yeah. that's how the algorithm's amazing. <laughs> check what I've got because there's some seriously weird stuff. It's either like really muscly men. Is that what comes up? Yeah. I don't know what I've been looking at. <laughs> You've been going, here's my fitness transformation. And that's what is. You're like, I'm going to stick on this picture. There we go. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Buff Graham. It is interesting. Okay, kind of what you're this, why tattoo? I'm not into tattoos Here at all. <laughs> <Tattoos. laughs> maybe, maybe I want one and I don't know I do. And it's, TikTok knows you better. It's convinced. Well, this is the thing. Oh, it's either scantily clad women or scantily clad men. So I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> it, it knows. It just knows. Well, this is, you know, when you have this thing where people are like, your phone's You're listening to You're either attracted to women or men. That's not a clever and algorithm, tattoos. is it? <laughs> tattoos. Tattooed people. Tattooed women or men. Uh, yeah, you actually, uh, we were chatting about this before you came on, but you went through a pretty uh, drastic fitness transformation in order to get to Doubtfire, right? Or maybe perhaps not in order, but before Doubtfire, you went, right, let's get myself into. Okay. 
Strap in, kids. So here, here we go. This, this is the actual fit to uh, part of it. Yeah, I, you know, I've got this big break. I'm aware of how big this part is. And like Hamilton said, I'm not going to, not giving up my shot. Yeah. So I went pro with it. I mean, I, I, I went to Manchester first last year, but I lived like a monk. So, you know, it was like, I'm, you're not drinking, you're not, you're not doing you know, you you drink, you're sleeping, and you're drinking water. That's about it. And you're going to eat as as much as you need, mm-hmm. as much as you want. Uh, I t- treated it very seriously, you know, and and it paid dividends. So we got through the four weeks, but I lost weight. I lost. I mean, I've made this up, but I four kilos. I wasn't weighing myself very regularly. Now I weigh myself every day. But having got to the end of that, and there's a few. Photos with Laura at the end. I've got like hollow cheeks and everyone's like, oh yeah, you're starting to waste weight. And I've seen it. I've seen it with, with leading men that I've been in the show and they've just dropped the weight with just the athletic um, endeavor of, of repeating this. So yeah, I went pro. I, I decided I spoke to friends who'd been in the West end and sustained a performance for over a year. And they advised me with, to go with a online personal trainer. And that's really worked for me. That that sort of changed the way I think about day-to-day life. And it's sort of my new area of study at the moment. So in January is when I signed up, you know, give myself plenty of time before we started in April. So Ooh. three months to get used to this. One of the first things was my fitness pal app. Log everything you eat. What? No, log everything. Everything? Yeah. Water? Yes. Come, you know, and that took me two weeks to sort of go, this is insane, isn't it? Like, I, everything that goes in my mouth. Um, so, or consume. So, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that that took a bit of getting used to. And I, I try to be plant-based as well. So that was, you know, starting to get the protein in there. I, I had no idea. I was just eating rice cakes with t- Nutella in 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 the first run of Doubtfire Manchester, like, I'm a bit hungry. I can yeah. eat whatever I like. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I exhausted? Uh, <laughs> you know, popcorn. I mean, that's the worst. It gets stuck in your throat. It's like, oh, yeah. no, no, don't have popcorn. But I was just, I was just guessing. I was resting well, but I, I, I lost weight and I was eating all the time and I wasn't hungry. Yeah. Uh, no powders. I didn't really, I think I bought my first bag of protein powder at the end of that run, towards the end of that run. But yeah, I've learned so much about nutrition, first of all. So, you know, I, uh, and, and batch cooking and how to get the protein in there with, with lentils, with, with all these, the squeaky bean. I've just looked, I've just bought eight, eight of these ah, little packets. So squeaky bean. this is a, a, a squeaky bean Cajun mini fillet. So we have <laughs> 23 grams, grams per hundred grams. That's the same as beef or, you know, yeah. chicken. Mm. These little babies, God knows what's actually in it. P- vegetable protein, wheat, pea protein, yeah. So it's quite highly processed. So I was steer clear of this stuff. I was I was quite sort of, well, let's eat whole foods yeah. and oats and all of that, and I'll have some tofu, but nothing over-processed. I've now moved to eating a lot more processed stuff to help with the muscle repair and recovery. So, yeah, I don't want to go too much into what um, – Martin's done. It was Martin Bugai Fitness. I don't mind dropping his name. He's 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 worked with with great people in the West End, and um, he just starts off with what what are your goals. And my goal was stamina. You know, energy is the is the currency I'm interested in. I'm not interested in bulking up, uh, or you know, or being aesthetically you know um, buff. 
So we set about those goals and he gave me a training regime and I'm, and I'm only doing strength training because um, cardio didn't really need, I'm, I'm running around on stage. So I'm only doing three cardios a week, uh, sorry, three strength training a week. So I bought myself some adjustable dumbbells and he's got me this, this um, regime and it's really sorted me out, you know, doing lots of leg work. You know, I had knee problems and, um, you know, I'm getting old. I'm past 40 now. I'm like, well, I want to make sure I'm not off the show because I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've hurt something because there's a bit of not naff break dancing. <laughs> and, you know, I, God, I tried to do this one move and it, uh, I gave up on it. And it's like, it's not worth it for my whole show just to try and do five seconds. So, yeah, so I, I do three workouts a week. I log my weight every day. I drink a sort of, you can see here it is. It's a, it's like posh Barocca. It's branch amino acids, I think, in here. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys know all this, but uh, yeah, I, I take supplements. So, you know, cod liver oil uh, equivalent, I'm, it's algae. It's, oh God, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cod liver oil. So to me, yeah, cod liver oil is great. Uh, what else in Oof. the morning? Vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the evening, it's magnesium with some ashwagandha. Yeah. Help me calm down when I'm on the way. So I take that at the theater. I was going to say, ashwagandha is magic. It's relatively it? only, oh, only I... recently have studies been done into this, like quite maybe in the last five or six years. And for that outcome. So how are you finding using that? I, I, honestly, I don't know the difference, but I'm like, okay. it, it, it's, um, I don't feel stressed. It's supposed to help with you not feeling stressed. Yeah. And certainly through the the difficult period of, 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 previews it really helped with that i could just go home you know having taken it about just after 10 and then I'd be able to fall asleep yeah. i also found out look here's the aura ring so i've got a tracker ah, so, aura ring. so i got this off uh, martin for free because he didn't he didn't he, he wasn't really using it um unfortunately it only fits my marriage finger so it makes me look like i'm not available anymore so uh, <laughs> uh, or married to my fitness yeah. <laughs> but that's been useful for tracking sleep particularly Ooh. But it also is much more um, accurate with the steps. But again, yeah. I'm not worrying too much about the steps. But 10,000 a, a day I was doing before I started the show. Um, so that monitors my sleep. So I know my chronotype is like it's best that I go to bed at about 20 past 11. Mm. But I can I can change it up. Like my body's available, able to do that. But that is the optimum time. So that's been you know something else I've learned. Um, I didn't do it last night, but you know, <laughs> I get a sleep score. It's really annoying. Like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to get, I don't get obsessed with it. It is a tool. I don't, I don't let it rule me. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. don't want to be like, my kids have got these bands and they're like running around the house. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to get my steps up. Uh -huh. He wants to beat his brother. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this has gone too far. You know, just yeah. you're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Six years old worrying about doing 10,000 steps. Uh, so, you know, I'm trying to use it as a guide rather than it, it weighing me down, yeah. which I was really conscious of. And again, with the app, but the app, I'm on like 3000 calories a day at the moment. And I've got a breakdown of the, the macro. So protein, um, carbs and fat. And that is a guide to me every day. And it, it's so useful. You know, I know if I've had a drink, it's like empty calories and I'm finding places to have those, to have alcohol and mm. enjoy myself. But I'm being very, very, uh, sporadic with that because it doesn't really help me it slows recovery it, it you know it, it i don't feel great the next day and i heard john addison talking a bit about this and it, you know he, he's right you know i it was much it is much easier if i go clean for the whole week but you know i do want to enjoy my life yeah. and, and i do want to have the work-life yeah. balance i've now got into a routine where 
I'm comfortable that I could probably have a drink on a Saturday night um, uh, and possibly Sunday as well. But then, you know, getting back into Monday, it's like back on the regime, it's training on Monday uh, and being clean. Loads of water. I'm drinking like three, three and a half litres of water. It's handy that you've got Laura with you as well, who's also permanently drinking water. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. And she's, you know, she's introduced me to Squeaky Bean. So, uh, okay. uh, just thanks to her. So I'm finding these little cheats and how to get the protein into my curries that used to just be veggie curries. So yeah. very, very, you know, plenty of carbs and a bit of protein, but very protein light. Now I'm finding that you shove the lentils in there or you shove this, this shawarma kebab that they have or... Um, or, or corn mince is all right. You know, these aren't particularly tasty, but then most things is about seasoning, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, batch cooking so great. So I know it's there. It's in the fridge. I rarely go out between shows because I have the food in the fridge. So I'm like, okay, that, and that frees me up to go, okay, I can just sit there and lie down and yeah. fall asleep. Because <laughs> people do come up to me after the show and go, you must be knackered. How are you getting through this? And I'm actually okay. Yeah. Because I'm being so, so, um, well, dedicated is the word. Yeah. And it's worth it. You know, it's a job of a lifetime. I'm not giving away my shot. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm working really hard. I've done, this is my 13th week on the show and I've not missed the show. And I'm proud of that. And there's been a couple of hairy moments, you know, where the voices got tired. I mean, that's another thing I, you know, I can't do much about with, with my body, but, um, you know, it's all about, I mean, if you sleep is a, is just a massive, a massive thing. If you've got yeah. that, then you're you're there. If you've got two kids and they're waking you up at seven, and that seven is like that's late for them. They're like, Dad, oh, we've waited until seven. That you said seven. I said, Why didn't I say eight? Why didn't I say, <laughs> Why didn't I say nine? <laughs> but that you know, they're, they're, there's that. So I've just had them the last week. That's been very very challenging living with me and trying to do this show. So yeah, no alcohol at all that, those weeks and trying to get down as soon as I get home. It's possible and and it's reaping dividends because you know. The show's had some lovely reviews. As I say, I'm feeling stronger. I'm in best shape of my life, better than when I was in Avenue Q. Um, I mean, I look quite trim, uh, you know, uh, quite buff for a, a downtrodden 40-year-old, you know, actor in it. But, you know, the producers were very good about it. They said, you know, whatever you need to to replicate the performance, don't worry too much about having the dad bod because I don't want to eat a load of extra fat on top of it just to have a car. I was like, well, I don't look ridiculous. You know, yeah. I don't look really yeah, yeah. like built up. I just look healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 really re- really reap dividends. Um, I really love everything you just said. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. It, oh god, it just let into so much, so many things that we talk about on the podcast. The what the way you refer to everything as a tool, and yeah. oh, it was oh, just great. All yeah. other things as tools, but also that that um, you said I'm only doing three sessions a week. That's exactly what we think is uh, pretty ideal, like perfect dose for people in a really strenuous, tough role in a show. Yeah. Like whatever that might be, whether you're doing ensemble in Cats, which is going to be physically rough, or this, like, it, which is exactly the same category. You're like, that's loads of work and that will get you that result and uh, I hope you don't mind me saying but you sent me like pictures at the start of that process and, and at the end and you know it's a hell of a transformation so uh, kudos to you on that it's um, and I look at the beginning photo and it's not like you look great it's not slim fast it's you know I look fine yeah I look you know I was running loads I didn't really do much I didn't do any weight training didn't have anything like that people but lots I, of people would kill to look like that yeah <laughs> so you know but what it's done is it's just 
you know, that old cliche made me my best self, but it is, it is, I'm like, you know, I've got, I've heard that I've got reputation now as a machine and that's exactly what I wanted to be. Like, yeah, it is a machine. I'd like today I, I told myself just to do the workout. Um, I didn't particularly want to do it and it is boring. At times it is boring. It's just me grabbing a couple of heavy things and dipping my, uh, dipping on one leg, you yeah. know, doing reverse <laughs> lunges and, uh, you know, it, it can be quite dull, but it's, you know, it's just made me, um, not have to worry about the, the demands of the show and it's given me more energy and yeah, it's lovely to look nice. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what's useful for you when I go through my, cause no, I know that all came th- out uh, a little bit hodgepodge, but sometimes I think, oh, I'll take you through the whole day, like what I'm taking, what I'm eating and, and all of that. But <laughs> to be honest, it can change. And like, I didn't train the whole week with the kids. I was like, do you know what? I need my energy. I'm not going to yeah. spend my time mm-hmm. going, kids, you watch YouTube while I lift yeah. these weights. It's like, no, nah, there's better things to do. So I don't let it, again, I don't let it rule me. I can, um, you know, I think I had two caramel wafer bars when I got in last night. I thought, okay, well, yes. I'll, I'll have to take that off today. You know, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, you, like you say, tool, but not rule. Ooh, yeah. There you go. That's going in. <laughs> we, love, we love that. I'm That's official. Tool but not rule. Quotation marks. Gabriel Vick. <laughs> but Martin's been really good about that. He said, look, there's no, there's no, you cannot. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, you, and it gives you um, autonomy then. Yeah. You know, ultimately that's what Martin's saying. He's saying, yeah. look, let's do a year. What I want is for you to learn. You don't need me. Yeah. Or like for the odd, yeah. for the odd, for the odd, you know, change of, but I was going to change the workout as well. I was like, look, I've been doing this for four months. Can I change it? And they were like, well, why? Like, if it's working for you, is, yeah. is there any particular reason apart from boredom? Yeah. I was like, not really. So if it's working for you, why, you know, why change it? You can up the weights a bit, um, if you like. But in terms of what you're doing, it's it's an all body. You know, I don't have a leg day or anything. We're yeah, always just yeah, yeah. doing full body. Yeah, full body. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know what. I just yeah, I'm treating him like you know God at the moment. So I'm not questioning too much what he's doing. But well, so far, uh, why I wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't question anything. So far, it's like exactly. It's exactly all the things that we believe, yeah. really. But what did you say, full body? Yeah, so exactly like you're doing. So instead of having a split where you're going, oh, on on the leg first day, workout, yeah, I we do don't my legs, leg and then day. I do push or pull, or I do my chest and my triceps on this day, uh, you kind of hit every muscle group, every session. And for performers, that makes so much more sense. Because if you do a leg day and you're like, right, I've just done five different exercises on my legs, good luck doing the show. Yeah, then you crawl onto the like, stage. Oh, excellent. Or you go, you know, oh, I've just done my my chest and my triceps. And then in the show, you've got to lift your arms up and you're like, ah! like it's going to affect your performance. But yeah. we had that. I'm not going to name who it was, but this guy, I knew he'd done a leg day and then he had to get on a, because we've got a gym scene in it. Yes. yes. And he, yeah, he, yeah, he had yeah. to be on the bike. And I was just looking, I turned up stage and like, I'm doing that. <laughs> even, even the simple act of just doing that, he was like, <laughs> like, yeah, because it's all about buying, being dynamic, isn't it? Being being able to, uh, you know, I never want to be built like that because I see like the bouncer, but you think, good luck running anywhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we uh, need o- over, over more, you know, more than 20 yards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I never want to be like that. I just want to be healthy. And I hope I can continue it. You know, if I was out of work, I'd probably have to do cardio on the other days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really hope I, I have the, it's, it's keeping that. It's easier now because I've got such a big goal it's so hard, isn't it, when you're out of work or looking for work or, you know, auditioning, you go, okay, I'm now going to do five days a week or whatever. That takes a hell of a lot of determination mm-hmm. and self-discipline. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure how I'd negotiate that in the future. 
uh, with myself because I'd have to go right. Well, you you know you have to do this. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see. Yeah, see what happens. See where it goes. Um, is there anything about health or wellness or fitness or anything that you would like to see get in the bin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, something like anything that purports to being a health food that's really full of rubbish. Like Rachel's yogurt is one of them. It's like yeah. 0% fat. Oh, really? And then you look at it, 24 grams of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so what annoys me about that is it's trying to sell to the consumer that they will get healthy. Eating it. Yeah. They mm. may as well have had a freaking Mars bar and just enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, you know I a hundred percent. Yes, there's always the way, and there's so much stuff like that. And like, oh, like, gluten free. Oh. I don't understand this. Gluten free is like everyone's thinking. Oh, I got to have gluten free. It's like I knew someone who's a celiac, and he was like, "Don't eat gluten if you can handle gluten. Eat it, eat it. Yes. Yeah. because there's no there's no benefit to having gluten free." So, I think we mentioned that on an episode. Yes, we did yeah. an episode on that because we had um, it came up. A couple of friends of us were like, of mine were saying that they were a gluten's bad for you. And I was like, no. Gluten is bad for you if you have a condition that can't handle gluten. Yeah. <laughs> like in the same way that if you have an, an intolerance to anything, that thing is bad for you. Like, but other than that, but it, it's the same with the environment thing. You know, I know that people have invested. It's the same principle. I'm trying to do right, and by doing right, I'm doing worse. Yeah. So there's like a couple who bought an old house and they put made it into passive house status, and they look back at their carbon footprint of what it took for those materials to make it a passive house. Now, we, would, we would have been better off doing nothing. Yeah. Right, yeah. And for 20 years, just living in that house with a gas boiler. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, that's, and I don't want to buy a brand, that's why I don't buy a brand new electric car, because I'm like, I don't know how much it's taken to bring that into existence. Am I better off just having an eight-year-old car yeah. that already is here? The same with my house. I'm like, oh, I could put steel in here, and I could do And I think, well... The best thing for your environment is to do nothing, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. put solar panels on it. I was yeah. like, oh, that, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. That's free power. But even that, my dad's like, well, you know, how long is it going to be? You know, what's going to happen to all these panels in 20 years? And they're all going to be on a scrap heap somewhere. So like, oh, I don't know what to do. Right. But, 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 food, to but I do think food is the easiest option. And, you know, if you want to, you know, make a difference to the planet or, you know, and your, your own health, I think... Food is the best way. Big agriculture is a massive contributor to global warming. So I, that's why I've cut out as much meat as I can. You know, I'll have mm. turkey at Christmas. And if, if you cook me a beef stroganoff, uh, you know, if I came around, I wouldn't refuse it. Um, but as a consumer, I'm, tr I'm, trying not to, <laughs> I'm trying not to, you know, not to consume it. Uh, and again, like eating, you know, you, like these, these, these health foods that are, are nonsense. You know, you've got to just read through some of the bull. It's like a, a protein Mars bar. Oh, it's God, that I mean, is ridiculous. They, they sell these, right, where you get, like, Mars bar, but like, protein. You're like, uh, if I was worried about the protein, I'd be picking up some cooked chicken. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or, or, or the two eggs in a pot. That are <laughs> like, having a Mars bar with add, and it's always, like, they put protein on it. It's, like it's got a, higher protein than the usual one. It doesn't mean that it's high protein. That's it, like, R Ramesh Ranganathan always says, yeah, he says, how can you be such a fat vegan? I'm not a healthy vegan. It's not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a ticket to health. You know, I eat badly. <laughs> well, Oreos are the, are the secret, aren't they? Um, uh, well, are they? Are they vegan? Uh, they're, they're vegan, vegan yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and you can, they're like, it's about 800 calories if you eat a whole packet of Oreos. 800 yeah, something. Oh, God, right. It's so easy as well, isn't it? So I'm, easy. I, I, there is no way I'm opening a packet of Oreos and not eating the entire thing. So... I just don't buy them. Fair. <laughs> For the most I'm part. I'm like that with chocolate fingers. My God. Yeah. You go, there's not that many of them. They're like, oh, I've. Well, there's I've Ben really and Jerry tubs. I was like, oh, I'll just have plus. a bit of cookie dough. 
Yeah. And, I, and then I'm at the bottom of the damn thing and I'm like, oh, you did it, didn't you? Yeah. It's, gone. it's crazy how easy to consume it is. Yeah. And on a different note, do you have any advice to somebody who might just be interesting? Uh, interesting? That's not a word. Entering the industry. Interesting. Entering the industry right now. Get on TikTok. Get no, on I, TikTok. <laughs> it's, it's hard, isn't it? They always say youth is wasted on the young. You know, would I, would I have gone back to myself and said, don't, don't have that drink. You're on. You know, you're on as this main part. Like, it means something. Um, you know, it could have implications for, you know, for your career. So treat it a bit seriously. But I don't know whether I would. It's uh, <laughs> it's so difficult because uh, I don't think anyone would listen to me. I wouldn't listen to me anyway. You know, I'd probably go, oh, you know, granddad. Yeah. What do you know? You know. There's, there's probably someone somewhere who was like, I told you not to have that drink at the time. And you'd be like, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> God, it's, 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 a good, it's a good question. Because, you know, do I want... But imagine how amazing I would have been at 23 doing this. I mean, I would have been unstoppable. <laughs> but what would I have done? You know, I couldn't be Mrs. Doubtfire. I was too young. Uh, yeah, you, you've stumped me, really. Well, you've actually given plenty of advice earlier yeah. on. Well, look, look, I mean... One of the best things I can say is, if you're an actor or you know performer, what Mark Rylance says, who's um, yeah, he's lacking in talent, obviously. <laughs> he says, "You are enough." Those three simple words, like we are all a unique product, um, and it's just a trust in that. You know, there's always people a bit like you at drama school or something, but you know, it will come good, and sort of celebrate that and push what you're really, really good at. Because, um, you know, that will see you through. That's seen me through and got me to finally this wonderful place where I am playing a role that was was designed for me. And, you know, and trust that it, it can be there. You know, just push what you're good at, I think, and celebrate that rather than trying to be something that you're not. Done. Love it. Uh, now, without changing your expression <clears throat> or giving away whether you were successful or not, uh, we're going to try and guess what we think the lie was. Yeah, it was in the. It was oh, in the oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. okay, all right, all uh, right. All right. Uh, okay, I think. Are you going first or am I going first? Um, I've been first for a long while, so you, you go. Okay, I'm going to go with the the football story. That is what I was going to yeah. do. So, how specific are you going to go? I don't. I just don't think that happened. The, all of it. Well, the, the the football story of him coming to the football field. And then telling you to get back to church. Damn, that is exactly that's what I was the one. I, I think that's the lie. Damn. Uh, in that case, I, I'm going to have to choose something else. Um, My other option was the Cameron McIntosh story, but then you've kind of gone back to it just now. And so not have a drink. So I was like, oh. Maybe it wasn't Cameron himself. In maybe. which case, I'll go with that because I don't have one. So I'll say maybe it wasn't Cameron himself who did that, but I think it's yeah. the same one as you. Hit us with it. Damn, so, you're both right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a rubbish actor, aren't I? I over-explained it. You see, I was like, no, oh, it, oh, it was a free kick, and then it was. A, uh, <laughs> I mean, the trick. You know, I was cheating a bit because it's. I did play football and I did shout my head off, but he never came to the football field. <laughs> <laughs> He's got better things to do. <laughs> Track down where an undergrad is uh, hunting you down. I kind of loved it. <laughs> it was, uh, I kind of hope. But it he was, was scary, and yeah. he did. I he bet. did stop that choir, and he did humiliate me in front of them. I bet. It's one of those sort of whiplash moments. <laughs> I didn't mention it. Uh, we had a very similar, uh, um, I came up through choirs and stuff like that as oh. well. And uh, yeah, terrifying. 
Terrified yeah. bits of Ireland. Get, get the old hymn book thrown <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> Uh, right, right, should we play another game? Yes. Uh, we're going to play a game. Oh, I'm really annoyed you got that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I've had enough no, of games. I don't want to play games. Uh, it's going to be a game of this or that. It's going to be a one-minute uh, lightning round a la friends. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, okay. Stefan, I'll give you two options. You've got to pick one. You've got one minute on the clock. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Eggs or bacon? Eggs. White bread or brown bread? Brown. The US office or friends? US office. Cardio resistance training? Resistance? McDonald's or Burger King? Neither you singing idiots. or acting. <laughs> uh, 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 triple threat. Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> or Daniel Hillard? Doubtfire. Yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Family Guy or Love Island? Family Guy. Domino's Pizza or Papa John's? Neither. Sport or, or dance? <laughs> sport is dance is a sport. Okay. Uh, alcohol or chocolate? Sport though. <laughs> Matching socks or <laughs> no, sorry, alcohol. <laughs> I'm one behind now. This is like the two Ronnies. Alcohol or chocolate? <laughs> alcohol. Matching socks or mismatching socks? Matching. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Is the internet for porn or everything else? Porn. <laughs> Game of Thrones or Glee? Thrones. Book or Kindle? Book. Clean shaven or beard? Depends if I'm out of work. Personal chef <laughs> or personal stylist? Stylist. Guitar or piano? Piano. Sexy body or sexy mind? Mind. Shower or bath? Shower. Do you hear the people sing or the sensitive song? <laughs> sensitive. Dogs or babies? Babies. Snakes or badgers? Branches? No, they'll give me tuberculosis. <laughs> theme park or water park? Theme park. Running or walking? Running. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Bobby or Stefan? Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. I, I mean, I mean, one minute nineteen. I so mean, we're well we, over. We were over. We were over. However, some fantastic answers in there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, snakes or badgers? Are like, oh, actually, badgers will give me TB. Yeah. Do I fancy my chances against? I'm mean, less likely to. Meet a snake, aren't I, in the UK? Then I am a badger. True, true. Who are you going to take on in combat, though? Badger or snake? It depends on the snake. Right? Some big claws. Then they, a badger will mess you up. Isn't it the badger that will like hold your arm until they hear it break? <laughs> Feel it break. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain that's true. Oh that God. is the lie. <laughs> For me, that's the lie. I really hope that's right, true. I'm gonna you guys it. should start lying, by the way. Can you not drop in some like really bad <laughs> advice in the middle of your podcast? See if they pick up on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I find waking up at 3 a.m. and uh, doing a quick run helps. Yeah. I love that the image that comes up is the badger, 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 badger. It was, wasn't it? I'm like, I'm desperately trying to... I love that you said that it waits until it can hear your bones snap. Yeah, because they can feel it. Like, so they, they know they're not safe. So, such a conscious thing, yeah. There it is. <laughs> it's like, do not, basically, what I'm hearing here is do not mess with the badger because they will break your leg and beat you with it, is that exact oh, sentence. And then give you TB. <laughs> yeah, but, and then give you TB. Just the bonus. Uh, but yeah, in general, that's something I remember reading that when I was a, I was a kid and I've, I've Googled it since and just re-Googled now, but they, they have like this, almost like a self-defense thing where they will, they have amazing grip and they'll sort of crush whatever a bone it is until they hear, hear or feel. I can't remember which one it is. It's snap and they'll run away. So I don't know, snake or badger, up to you. After your training regime though, Gabriel, I'm pretty sure you could take on both. I'll give it a go, yeah. Now that is an MMA fight I want to see. <laughs> snake and a badger and Gabriel in a, in a bit. No, in Mrs. Doubtfire costume. Like <laughs> fighting a snake and a badger. Perfect. Uh, they're not both against you. It's a three. It's like a triple threat. Wrestling. Oh, okay, like, great. Steel chairs are allowed. Fine, <laughs> good. Well, Gabriel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. It's been I've a joy. enjoyed it very much. And uh, if you're listening to this, go and see Gabriel in Mrs. Doubtfire in the West End. Yeah, do it. It's glorious. <laughs>
<laughs> and thank you at home or wherever you might be for listening absolutely and if you've enjoyed this episode click those like and subscribe buttons find us on Instagram at fit to underscore talk as always if you've got any questions you want answered slip slide into those DMs I'll be in there wrestling a badger yeah that's <laughs> with broken bones now uh, thanks again for listening the sound of my bones snapping <laughs> and if you like what you've been heard we've been fit to talk with our wonderful guest Gabriel Vick me Stefan and me Bobby and if you didn't like it we've been Joe Wicks peace out <laughs>